deal with. Proverbs 15 and 1. Notice what it says. Notice what it says. I want, to get, I want you to find it in your Bible because we're going to be going to some other some other scriptures. Proverbs 15 and 1. It just simply says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. A soft answer turneth away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. I'm going to talk tonight. We're just going to talk briefly. I'm not going to hold y'all long tonight, but we're going to talk. We're going to talk briefly tonight on how to stay out of trouble with your tongue. (laughs) How to stay out of trouble with your tongue. I think this is a pretty good subject matter because I kind of feel everybody's nerves is probably kind of short by now. And uh, everybody is on the edge, it seems like. And it seems like you can hardly say stuff to people nowadays. And, and everybody's just kind of, kind of sharp, kind of don't care what they say, don't care who they offend. So tonight we're going to talk about how to how to stay out of trouble with your tongue. And I need to start off by saying that nearly every every chapter, every chapter in of, of Proverbs contains instructions about speech and words. Almost every chapter gives us instructions about speech and words. In fact, of the 33 Proverbs. In this chapter, eight of them, approximately one fourth, deals with speech. All right, in this, in this, in this fifteenth chapter of the book of Proverbs. So much of life is affected both for good and for bad by what people say. One of the most powerful parts of the human body is the tongue. You know, you might want to write this down for reference a little later, but James, even when you look at the book of James, I believe it's right around the third, right around the third chapter of the book of James. James talk about right around the sixth verse, he talks about the tongue. I think he talks about the rudder on the ship. He talks about different things like that. But then then he says in regards to the tongue that you can tame wild beasts, wild animals. You can tame them. You ever been to the zoo? They have an elephant stand up on a ball on one leg. You got to tame a big old elephant to do that. <laughs> you can tame lions. You can tame uh, bears and monkeys. And he says, so you could tame beasts, but this little member right here. For some odd reason, is the hardest thing in the world for us to tame. You can tame animals that weigh a thousand pounds, but we just simply cannot tame the tongue. Did you not know that a world of sin lies within the tongue? (laughs) 
And so tonight we're going to figure out how to stay out of trouble. How to keep this, how to keep this little member from getting us into so much trouble. <laughs> so then when you look at, when you look at um, Proverbs chapter 15, verse number one, the wise man, the old man Solomon, he gives us some simple suggestions. Simple. Oh, you know, things in life don't have to be always so profound and so so deep. Sometimes it's the simple things in life. They don't have to be the big things. As the trees always say, it's the little foxes that destroy the vines. The simple things. And so what, what Solomon is going to do for us tonight is going to give us three simple suggestions on how to, to, to take this tongue and how to make it not get us into any trouble. <laughs> and so, 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 so let's, let's, let's deal with this quickly. So the first thing, the first thing he's going to say to us, real simple, y'all get ready to write this down. First thing he says to us is just simply speak gently, speak gently. I want you to write that down. Speak gently. <clears throat> okay. Because because when you when you when you when you look at that first verse, when you look at that first verse, and that first verse is very important. It's very important. It's very important. He says, A soft answer turneth away wrath. Another translation says it like this. He says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. <laughs> you get that? A soft answer turneth away wrath, but harsh words. What I say is the way that Sister Teresa, either she told me to do something or she asked me to do it. It was the way she either told me or asked me. <laughs> that crushed me and made me say, oh, I got to do it just only because the way she said it. How many of y'all know that the sure way to ignite an already explosive situation is to respond to an angry person in like manner? <laughs> if I'm mad and you mad and we're both going at it, we cannot help but to have an explosive situation. <laughs> and so the formula, the formula for, for alleviating, for improving, for relieving anger is to answer in tenderness. It's right here in the text, in the first verse. Two things. I want you to write this down. I don't have a bunch of PowerPoint slides because I didn't have a lot of time to put a bunch of stuff together. So you can write tonight. But two things are we need to observe. Because by him saying that a soft answer turneth away wrath, the first thing he's telling us is that, that an answer should be given. <laughs> That's the first thing he's telling us. That an answer should be given. In other words, the injured person should not wrap himself up in angry silence. How many of y'all know angry silence ain't good for you? Holding it in. I used to be the kind of person 
I used to really be the kind of person I just couldn't say nothing. People just run all over me. Whether that y'all believe that or not. Sister Lori, I'm watching you. People used to just run off. They got, I'm watching you. I'm watching every move. <laughs> I used to let people run over me and I just couldn't say nothing. I just, they just run over me and couldn't run over me. Just run over me. Say whatever they wanted to say about me, what they do, whatever they want to do to me. But Brother Chris, I guess I'm, now I'm learning what it was. At one time, it was angry silence. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I would get to a point until I couldn't really say what I needed to say unless I got mad. Now, when I got mad, oh, man, I could tell you everything I wanted to tell you for 50 years. I could tell you some stuff I wanted to tell you and didn't even want to tell you. <laughs> That's angry silence. So, so here the wise men is saying to us, it ain't good to hold that in. It ain't good to hold it in, y'all. Some of y'all holding some stuff in. And I know you saying, I better not talk to that person tonight. If I talk to that person tonight, it's going to be all over. No, no. He's telling us how to do this tonight. A soft answer. Soft. We're going to see later on that all because it's a soft answer don't mean that you don't mean business. <laughs> You hear people say, don't take my, my, my meekness for weakness. Don't take my little soft answer. <laughs> okay. And so the first thing he says is that an answer should be given. And so, 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 so you, you don't, don't let that angry uh, uh, silence remain. Okay. But notice what he says. That answer that you give should be gentle. And the peacemaking. And then when you give that answer, you're trying to make that, you're giving an answer not to tell a person off. Not to give a person a piece of your mind. But you're giving that answer to, to bring peace to the situation. All right? To bring peace to the, when it's all said and done, it don't matter who's right, it don't matter who's wrong. The bottom line is you are supposed to give this soft answer so it will bring peace to the situation. A person would have to be a fool to keep yelling at you and you talking to them softly. <laughs> Come on, y'all walk with me for a minute. <clears throat> and so the wise man, he says, give an answer, okay? But when you give your answer, make sure it's gentle. Make sure it's about making peace. How I many of y'all know harsh words provoke? Gentle words calm. Gentle words will calm <clears throat> any situation. Because really what he's saying in that first verse, 15 chapter, probably what he's saying in the first verse, Notice what he says. Grievous words stir up anger. <laughs> and it does. It stirs up anger. Gentle words don't stir up anger. All right. Grievous words. Grievous. Grievous words. That word grievous is, is, is you might want to write this down, terrible words, offensive words, shameful words. Severe words. 
cussing folk out words. Come on, y'all ain't got to talk that kid to me. I know the saints don't curse, I know. <clears throat> okay. That's what that word grievous mean. Okay. It don't mean that you're crying while you're saying it. <laughs> All right. Grievous words stir up anger. So words, words can do two things. They can calm a situation or they can upset it. The tongue can be a peacemaker or it could be a troublemaker. The power of the tongue. So in every escalating conflict, watch this, in every escalating conflict, there is a point at which the flames are either stifled or else further ignited. It's going to be one of the two. Okay? The agent that fully ignites the flame or, or the fire or they can put it out. Right? And most of the time, it's only a single word. <laughs> one single word can either ignite, poof, or one single word can quench. We got some nice saints on here tonight. Any nice saints on here that somebody want to testify on verse number one real quick, how you gave a soft answer and how it turned the whole situation around. Come on, real quick. Take about 30 seconds and let us hear how you took advantage of speaking gently towards a situation. You ain't got to tell everybody your business. I ain't asking that. But it turned the situation around. And how had you responded in a different way? It could have made it worse. Come on, y'all. You ain't been doing that saved all day. <clears throat> Talk to me. Anybody want to share? What pastor? Yeah, I knew Brother Matthew going. I knew Brother Matthew, you my man. You my man. I knew you gonna. I knew you was gonna come through. <laughs> uh, this this back when I was on the on the ship, and I was um um leading petty officer supervisor of some some younger folks. And one of the guys came up to me. I was going through his stack of work. He came up to me cussing, going off like I was his superior. And I just kept going through his files. Kept going through his files. He gave me excuse after excuse. And once he got done talking, I just calmly told him, I said, oh, man, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, get on your back or anything. She's just trying to see what you got so she can let us go for the day. Then he was like, oh, oh. And then he started talking all calmly after that. And this was a young man who were who was professing to uh, to be a follower of Christ. So if I would have turned my head, snapped off on him like I very well could have, I would have been showing him that he was wrong. Because he knew I was also a person confessing and living on that track. So I really wanted to snap on him, but I did. But you didn't. Look at God. You gave him a soft, calm answer. And, it, and rather than igniting the flame, rather than being inflammatory, sometimes y'all, as believers, we become inflammatory to certain situations. Simply by by this little tongue, we be adding fuel to the fire. Sometimes I'm with y'all. Come on, let me be honest. Sometimes we be knowing what we we be doing too, <laughs> don't we, Ella Newsom? We know what we be doing sometimes. <laughs> it don't make it right. It don't make it right. Amen. Y'all, calm down. Laugh a little bit. It's okay. Okay, it's okay. Just smile. <clears throat> y'all looking deep. Um. Yeah. So so this little tongue. All right. Number two. Number two. Number two, we need to speak wisely. Write that down. Speak 
wisely. This is very important. Very important to speak wisely. First of all, we're going to speak gently. And then after we speak gently, gently, then we're going to speak wisely. Okay, we're going to speak wisely. What do I mean by speak wisely? I mean, we're going to speak sensibly, intelligently. Okay, we're going to speak sensibly, intelligently. Look at verse number two. Look at verse number two. It's right there. It says, the tongue of the wise... Use if knowledge or right, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. They don't say speak foolishness, <laughs> it pours out foolishness. Another translation <clears throat> uh, says that the tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. Gushes folly. In other words, basically he says, if you keep reading it, he says just fools talk too much. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a passage of scripture that tells us to study to be quiet. You know, sometimes you got to study to be quiet. And so fools, they talk too much. And since, since they have little substance, most fools don't have substance in what they say. <laughs> they have little substance in what they say. And so their talk is, is nothing but an abundance of foolishness, madness, stupidity. <clears throat> All right. So he says, he says, in order to keep your tongue from getting you in trouble, <clears throat> speak sensible things. Study to be quiet. Watch this. Learn that it 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 may be lawful but not expedient in other words you might have every right in the world to address it at that particular time i mean you would be perfectly right it may be lawful but how I many y'all know it's not always good half the time half the time now y'all walk with me now half the time is not about what we say Sometimes it's not even about how we say it. Most of the time it's when we say it. Come on, walk with me. Wrong time. I mean, I don't know if you say it at the wrong time. You can say the right thing, but if you say it at the wrong time. All right. And so the wise person, here's what he's telling us. The wise person speaks with intelligence and skill to the the issue at hand. In other words, a wise person think before they talk. They don't just open their mouth and just start rattling. They think before they talk. While the fool, he just releases the first thought that entered into his head. <laughs> the fool just the first thing. Boom, don't even watch what they say. Just 
I was gonna ask y'all y'all know any foods, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna <laughs> first thing that come to their minds. I mean, I know you know some people like that. I'm not saying that they necessarily fools. I'm not saying that, but I know you know some people that first thing that come to their head, they'll just say. And, and, and sometimes they don't even know who they're talking to. And sometimes they could be talking about somebody else, a relative to somebody else, and they it could be your relative, and they be talking about they just be spurting out, just releasing, not thinking before they talk. The wise person speaks with intelligence. That's what he says now. Now, 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 oh, 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 I, I need y'all to write something. I want to give you, I want to give you five characteristics. Wise speech, wise speech always has five characteristics. Always. Always. Let me put them up so that you can see them. You're going to write them down. Then we're going to just go over them real quick. Number one, well intended. Number two, true. Number three, beneficial. Number four, timely. <clears throat> Number five, not harsh. Well intended. True. Beneficial. Timely. Not harsh. Those are the five characteristics. All right, that all speech, all speech has. Wise speech has. Let's go over real quick. Well intended. <clears throat> in other words, in other words, it comes from goodwill. Comes from goodwill, not 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 ill will. It's constructive. It's 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 constructive. Uh, 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 my words. Watch this. They aim to build up. Not to tear down. That's wise speech. We should never talk to tear anybody down. We should always make it a practice, make it a habit to try to the best of our ability to build people up. I mean, you know, it don't take nothing from us to build somebody else up. It don't take nothing from you to compliment somebody else. It don't take nothing from me for me to have to tell that somebody could do something better than I can. I mean, what, 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 you know. So it, it, it's, it's why speech is well intended, well thought at, thought out. And then remember number two, it's true. It's, it's true. Why speech is true. I like this. It's never overstated. <laughs> All right. Never taken out of context. Never blown out of proportion. You ever talk to somebody that try to tell you something and it look like they're trying to tell you something. Their stories are so exciting. 
They can tell you a little bump that they have on their finger. It just be a little small hangnail. They can make a hangnail look like when you get through talking to them, you would think it was the size of a softball. Only to discover when you see them, it's just a hangnail. Over-exaggerating. That's not wise speech. It's kind of funny during this pandemic, you know, they're allowing churches to open up at 25% of the capacity of their church. I've never seen so many folk who, before the pandemic, this church only set 150 people. Now that they're opening up for 25%, they church seating 500 people. How in the world? They ain't done no remodeling. Just over-exaggerating. <laughs> Trying to get more people in there. Just over-exaggerating. All right. Why speech is true speech. Never overstate it. Come on. Don't take stuff out of context. Don't, don't blow things out of proportion. Don't try to be better. Come on. Don't try to be better than what we are. Don't try to have more money than what you got in the bank. <laughs> Amen. And then what was the third one? Beneficial. Why speech is beneficial? In other words, it helps things get better. <laughs> Not worse. Now I'm gonna add to that, even if it takes a while. You know, sometimes some 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 things take longer than others. Some things you can rectify in like in two weeks, some things that take five years. But you got to be strong. We have to hold on to it. It's beneficial. If it's wise speech, if it's wise, well intended, if it's true, if it's beneficial, it may take a while. Oh, but you better rest assured. It's going to come to pass. Not only that, but it's timely. In other words, it's an on-time word. And I ain't just talking about the Bible. I'm just talking about what you say. It's just on time. It's encouraging. You're building me up on time. I needed to hear that. It's on time. It's timely. It rests on a foundation that creates a good chance of it being truly heard. In other words, your mind is ready for it. Your spirit is ready for it. You're, you're just ready for it. Because it's, it's timely. And then it's not harsh. It's not harsh. It's not harsh. Now understand this. It could be firm. It could be pointed. It could be intense. Come on. It could confront mistreatment or injustice. Anger could be acknowledged. <laughs> but it is never nasty, inflammatory, dismissive, disdainful. Okay? Nothing like that. You 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 could be you could be firm in what you say. Okay, without being inflammatory, without being nasty about it. Okay, so it's not why speech is not it's not harsh. Can I tell you something? Just add this one. Make it this number six. Why speech is always wanted by the other person. It's wanted by the other person. Now watch this. If they don't want to hear it, you may just need not say it. 
<laughs> Some of y'all, I'm going to say it anyhow. You're going you gonna to hear me anyhow. Folk ain't hearing you. When people say they don't want to hear you, they ain't listening to you. No, you're going to hear me anyway. No. If they don't want to hear it, okay, leave it alone. Leave it alone. So it's well intended. It's true. Beneficial. It's timely. It's not harsh. And then the person is going to want to hear it. Pastor, what do I do if they don't want to hear it? That some folks don't never want to hear it. <laughs> Pray for them. God will give them some ears to want to hear. I mean, you know, God will do that. When we learn how to pray about certain situations and get out of it ourselves, you'd be surprised what God do for folk. Why they sleep? <laughs> Why they riding in the car all by themselves? God moves in mysterious ways. So number one, we're going to speak. What are we going to speak? Gently? Soft answer? Number two, we're going to speak wisely. And then guess what? Number three, we're going to speak healingly. Healingly. Yes, healingly. There you go. That's in the Bible. Look what the fourth verse says. Look at the fourth verse. Look at the fourth verse. <clears throat> The fourth verse says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. In other words, it says this, watch this. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. So can I tell you guys something? Tongues can be life-giving if they're used properly. Your tongue can be life-giving. Solomon, if you look at uh, Proverbs 18, 21, just a few chapters over. <clears throat> 18 and 21, you got to memorize this scripture because Solomon reminds us that the power of life and death lie with the tongue. It's all about what you say. Let me help you guys. It's all about what you say. If you say you're ugly, guess what? You're ugly. <laughs> if you say you're good looking, you're good looking. Come on here. He's saying it's all about what you say. Be careful what you say. You keep going around talking about you're broke. Guess what? You're going to continue to be broke. There's power in your words. All right. And so by our kind words, we can bring healing and life. Or by our destructive words, we can destroy. It's all about what you say. All right. It is words that alienate and and, and watch this, cut people out of our lives and causes others to shine us. 
If you wonder why nobody want to be around you, maybe we need to check what you say. <laughs> Sometimes people don't like to be around negative people. I know I don't. That's just me. I don't like to be around every time you say something. They got something negative to say. No. Get out of here. I'm only going to tell you one or two times. Pick your spirit up. Watch what you say. You don't have to be negative on every little thing. No. Now, you don't have to be like we talked about last week, Pollyanny. <laughs> I mean, we talked about Pollyanny last week. Somebody, Pollyanna, something like that. Where she just had such an attitude where everything was okay. It didn't matter. If it was raining, she saw good. If it was snowing, she saw good. She was hungry, it's good. I mean, just everything was good. No, I'm not trying to say be a Pollyanna. I'm not saying that. But I'm trying to say, see some good sometime in something. See some good in, 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 in the worst person. In the worst person. Okay, because what happens is words can alienate and cut people out of our lives by what we say. Okay, our words, watch this, our words, they expose our character. Did y'all know that? Your words expose your character, whether good and righteous or bad and profane or profane. It's going to expose who we are. All right, stub your toe. Whatever's in you, got to come out. Whatever's in you, we're going to start singing them old songs again. Then I start singing that song, Sister Margie, I almost jumped up that shout. Look at it. Yeah. They say whatever's in you, going to come out. You, 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 you hit your finger with a hammer, whatever's in you. Ain't no such thing as, oops, I'm sorry. That slipped. Ain't nothing slipped. That was in you. <laughs> It was just waiting to come out. Boy, it's been waiting a long time to come out if it was in you. All right, so our words really expose our character. Just listen to what a person say. Hang around them long enough and just listen at them. Okay, it'll show. So, so, so words, words have amazing power. They have amazing power. The power of life and death. I need somebody to start speaking life. Speak life over your situation. Speak life over your body. Speak life over your finances. Come on, don't speak death. Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Lord, only thou knowest. Boy, he looked at them bones. In fact, that's in the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. He said, Lord, these bones, they're not just dry. They are very dry. They ain't just dry. They're very dry. Somebody you signed on tonight. You said, Pastor, my situation, it ain't dry. It's very dry. It's so dry until if I pick it up, it might break. Y'all, I talk back with me. I'm starting to feel good. I got to stop, though. It's dry. But son of man, hallelujah. Woman of God, can these bones live? He said, God, only you know. I mean, y'all know God knows. Hey, glory. But then God has given us the power. God has given us the authority to speak it. Hallelujah. You can speak life back into your situation. Speak it. I don't care how you feel right now. Speak it until God manifests it. 
Put it in your spirit till you see it in the flesh. Speak it. Hallelujah. Speak that I'm going to be the lender and not the bar. Speak that I'm already healed. Y'all, y'all, somebody need to do some talking tonight. Amen. Speak healingly. Hallelujah. That, that, that's what a wise person does. Because the word of God is powerful. The power of life and death is in our tongue. God's word, watch this, God's word in particular has this power. When you put the word of God in you and you start speaking it, somebody need to speak the word over their situation because God's word is yea and amen. And every promise of God shall be fulfilled. Oh, hallelujah. Speak the word of God. How many of y'all know by God's word? <laughs> Read Genesis, the first chapter. It was by God's word. That God created the heavens and the earth. What did he do? All he did was speak. Oh, y'all ain't ready. All God did was just speak. He spoke it into existence. God's word. Hebrews 1 and 3 tell us, he upholds all things by his word. So y'all been talking about he upholds it with the palm of his hand. Scripture says he upholds it with his word. Come on here, somebody. With his word, with his word in the book of Revelation, the 19th chapter, Christ will destroy his enemies when he returns back to earth. He ain't going to use no Uzi and no knives and machetes, shotguns. He's going to destroy them with his words. And what did he tell us? I've given you power to speak. Speak those things that are not. As though they are. You don't see it right now. But somebody need to speak it. And as believers, we should hide. We should hide God's word in our heart. All right? Because then we will always be ready and available to use the word of God. You can't use it if you don't know it. You can't use it if you don't read it. You can't use it if you don't study it. But you put it down on the inside. Guess what? Old folks say, I'm putting it up on the shelf. What you putting up on the shelf? I'm putting it up there until I need it. Because I'm going to know the day and the time is going to come when you're going to need it. And all you got to do is pull it off the shelf. Well, let me help somebody. Some of y'all got some stuff on the shelf? My God, you got blankets on the shelf. You got them right now. You got the blankets probably put up. But when wintertime was around, you had to pull them blankets off the shelf. Sometimes you got to put the word of God on the shelf. It may not apply to you right now, but keep it. Keep it because it's going to apply. You're going to have to use it. And so, God, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not what sin against thee. Hallelujah. This is the word that we should speak to ourselves and others when we need encouragement, when we need joy, when we need strength. Speak the word that I can do all things through Christ that strength me. Speak the word that weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Speak the word that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Who shall I be afraid? Speak the word that God is my refuge and my strength. Very present help in the time of trouble. Somebody, you need to speak the word. And my God shall supply every one of my needs according to his riches in heaven. Speak the word that if I abide in him and his word abide in me, I can ask whatever I will. And if God's going to give it to me, speak the word. Speak the word. The promises of God is yea and amen, because it is through the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ that others 
hear the life-giving message of salvation. Don't ever, don't ever talk without talking about Jesus. Don't ever talk without talking about deliverance. Don't ever talk without talking about salvation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ with power and the salvation unto everyone that believe. And so it is, it is through, I'm finished, but it is through, it is through a fitting word, just the right word. Somebody here tonight, that's all you're waiting on. You, you, you know what you thought you was waiting on? Ah, you thought you was waiting on some more money. You ain't waiting on no more money. You ain't waiting on no more money. I just thought I'd let somebody know. That's what you thought. You thought you was waiting on something else. All you need is a word. That's all you need. Just, 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 just. Hallelujah. Wake him up. We get ready. We, we, we get ready to drown. There's a storm out there. Wake him up. Why y'all wake me up? Oh, ye of little faith. Where's your faith? He stands on the hem of the ship. Peace be still. Just spoke it. What do you need God to speak tonight? What do you need God to speak? Just the right word. Just a word from the Holy Scripture. It can lift our spirits and it can sustain our hope. Just one word. We need to take the sword of the spirit and we need to speak it. Wave it. Threaten the devil with it. Devil, come on. You come at me if you want to. Come on here. Because I know how to use it. I know how to use it. I don't need no taser. I know how to use it. Come on here, somebody. I don't need no taser. I know how to use the word of God. Wave it at him. Because speak it to defeat the devil. All of his seductive temptations of this world and the terrifying trials of this life. We put on the whole armor of God that we won't do so, so we can withstand the wiles of the devil. God's word is the most powerful force in the universe. And it's available to us to meet our every need through the great promises of God. So as we struggle, watch this, I'm done. As we struggle with our speech, some of us struggle, so come on, let's just be honest now, y'all. Some of us struggle with our speech. Some of us haven't arrived yet. Some of us have not gone to heaven and been glorified yet. Some of us struggle with our speech. And I'm not talking about we talk nasty and cuss and swear. I'm just talking about sometimes we don't know when to keep our mouth shut. Sometimes when we speak, it may be a little harsh. Some of us don't know how to give a soft answer. <laughs> Some of us be yelling even when we talk soft. No, that's no excuse. <laughs> I be on the phone sometimes talking to Teresa. Say, Do you always yell at people while you talk? I said, I'm not yelling. I'm talking softly. I'm talking as soft as I can. So as we struggle, for those of us who struggle, all right, if you're not struggling, put it on the shelf. But for those of us who struggle with our speech, it may help us to keep in mind two realities. Number one, don't miss it. Our speech simply mirrors the condition of our heart. Our speech simply mirrors the condition of our heart. Write down Matthew 12, 34. He says, for with, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. It's what's in the heart. It's going to come out of your mouth. 
So pure wise words are the product of a godly person's heart and tongue. Godly words not only edify others, but are profitable to the one who speaks them as well. This is true because words are the product of what is in the heart. And then number two, and I'm finished. God ultimately will judge us by the quality of our words. <laughs> Y'all know that's what he's going to judge us on? He's going to judge us. Uh, Matthew 12, 37, write it down. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. That's scripture. It's, it's, it's about what you say. It's what you say. So my prayer is, God, help me. Help me, Jesus. Not to let this little tongue get me in trouble. We're going to speak gently. We're going to speak wisely. And we're going to speak healingly. I mean, whatever we say is going to bring healing, like the tree of life, healing to situations, healing to circumstances, healing to relationships. Come on, healing that brings about reconciliation, healing. And where is it going to come from? It's going to come from what we say. Y'all, they don't come from buying a bunch of expensive gifts. You know, a lot of times we can save our money and we just learn how to say the right thing. Sometimes all you got to do is say, I'm sorry. You ain't got to go spend a thousand dollars. You could say, I'm sorry and keep your thousand. Because sometimes if you give a person a thousand dollars, don't say, I'm sorry. You just gave them money. They're going to they gonna spend it. A lot of folks got their nerve. They're going to spend it and they still don't forgive you, but they're going to spend it. <laughs> and they I don't care how many thousands you give them. They're going to keep on spending it, but they waiting on one thing. They're waiting on one thing. That's I'm, I'm sorry. Amen. Waiting on one thing. That's I'm sorry. All right. Anybody have any questions? Anybody want to say something about this? This uh, little creature that um, we so often time um, let get the best of us. We're going to speak positive things. And that's why Paul said, think on these things. Paul said, think on things that are pure. Think on things that are just. Think on things that are holy. Think on things, you know, the list goes on and on. Because what? As I think on these things, that's what's going to come out of my mouth. What I think on. Some of y'all be watching horror movies so you go to bed and then wonder why you have nightmares. Because that's the last thing you hear. That's the last thing you think about. Somebody chasing somebody down the alley. Then you start having a dream. Somebody chasing you down the alley. That's the last thing you think about. <laughs> Go to bed with a prayer. Go to bed with a scripture. Go to bed with the Lord on your on your heart. All right. I'm finished. I am finished. God, we thank you for your word tonight. God, I trust and I pray because I know that your word will not go forth void, but you said it will accomplish what you set out for you to accomplish. Help us, God, to stay out of trouble with our tongue. Help us to speak gently. Help us to speak not harsh words, but help us to give a soft answer. Help us, God, to speak wisely, sensibly, intelligently. Help us to think before we talk. 
knowing that fools just gush out folly. But a wise man thinks before he talks. And God help us to, to, to have wise speech, well-intended, true, beneficial, timely, not harsh. Help people that want to hear what we have to say. Because they know when we speak, we're going to speak wholesome words, words of encouragement, words of healing. And then God, you help us to speak healingly. Now, when we speak, when people leave out of our sight, when they hang up the phone, when they get through talking with us, God, they feel better. They feel encouraged. They, they feel blessed. They feel like they almost been with the Lord. God, help us. In the name of Jesus, we pray.